we're gonna quick fire four games. What happens is one person talks about the game and in one word we give the team that we think is going to win. I repeat, in one word. Colin, you're talking about the Bears going up against the Vikings. Um, go for it. Yeah, I've been a lot written about Justin Fields this week. So instead, I'll uh, tell you that uh, Raider Lee has just let us know that the actor who voiced Zippy also voiced the Daleks. So that's a, a very interesting fact. Um, and also for anyone who is on TikTok, there are some fantastic rainbow memes on there. I can't believe you haven't seen those, Michael. Um, some the Back in the 70s. It sounds like a when, weird algorithm column to have on TikTok. When, when you could do uh, a whole lot of drugs and still make television programs, um, they somebody decided one afternoon to make uh, their own version of, of Rainbow, the uh, staff in the studio. So check that one out. Uh, in terms of this game, um, Brendan Sugru had uh, a tweet earlier that said, um, I'll give some Tom Brady some love after the week he's having. He has 23,996 career passing yards and 174 touchdowns in his 40s that's 500 more yards and 20 more tds than the bears all-time leading passer jay cutler tom brady playing only in his 40s would be the bears leading passer in team history and that should put into perspective some of the struggles that justin fields is having chicago has been a graveyard for um qbs jim mcmahon is obviously the the standout um only to have his career ruined by an awful late late hit um justin fields is getting no help whatsoever and they need to figure that out because he truly is running for his life on more than half of his snaps and um, because of the party in the league, they'll win some games, but they won't win this one. The Vikings are going to beat the Bears in this divisional matchup for me. Vikings. Vikings. Minnesota. <laughs> Brandon, you got what's your game? I think I've got one of the most entertaining games, actually, potentially this weekend. Because they're another Detroit Lions in a way, aren't they? The Seattle Seahawks offense, because under Geno Smith, he's had over 1,000 yards. He's had six touchdowns. He's had interceptions. Right now, Seattle are quite entertaining to watch. We won the thought that going into the season. Penny, the, the running back, who actually had good hopes for the season, taking over from Carlson, who had to retire 151 yards last week, two touchdowns. We saw a Saints team last week. They're really, like, fortunately for them, you know, they played well last weekend. Uh, Jeff Duncan put some really good stuff out <clears throat> this week where he was challenging some of his decisions on some of the penalties throughout the course of the game. The Saints fans quickly got on top of him to say, let's be fair, Jeff, you know, the team isn't playing well. But they did put themselves in a position last weekend to, to play, sorry, to win and tend to get the game into overtime. And from what I saw on Sunday, it is a team that's playing for Dennis Allen. But they have their struggles. Winston is not going to play. Like we're now in a situation where we're saying Winston is not going to play as if he's the answer. He's not the answer. Dalton will likely play again. He played reasonably well on Sunday, but you could see the limitations in which he had. Thomas is not expected to play. Kamara is expected to be out again. The um, the offensive line, he's expected to be out again. Chris Olave has been a great a bright spot. There's too many players out for him. I think it's going to be high scoring more high scoring game. A more. Um, against Metcalf. He got up against Jefferson last week. He's going to have enough tough game on Sunday against Metcalf. Seattle to go in and cause the shock. Seahawks to win. 
Who wants uh, to start? Seahawks. Seahawks. Call the movie card. Geno Smith led Seahawks. Ah, oh, lads, get out. Saints. Away. Honest. Right. Um, Mark, you're doing the Titans against the Commanders. Oh, yeah. make this one quick, will you, please? Uh, Michael, there's, th- this is a very interesting game. Um, no, uh, very seriously. Uh, <laughs> no. The Titans, look, the Titans started the season, the first three games of the season, they lived down to my estimation and expectations. I thought they were going to take a dramatic step backward with, um, you know, from where they were last year. And they proved themselves in every way willing and worthy of that estimation. The reality is last week, it's almost like they got back on track a little bit. Mike Vrabel will continue to coach the hell out of them. Uh, They got more physical. They dominated the Colts. Derrick Henry looked like Derrick Henry again. And all of a sudden, you kind of go, okay, they've lost a lot of talent. They've taken a step backward through free agency, but maybe they can build on something for this particular season. And any team with Derrick Henry in the team in the side can potentially dominate the clock, dominate with the run game, and give themselves a good opportunity. Um, this week, they've been having to be answering questions about whether the Titans organization is any fun. Jeffrey Simmons was interviewed about it in the locker room this week as well. It's like, you know, requested by beat reporters and say, oh, there's rumors that it's not much fun in the Titans uh, locker room, that, you know, there's not much fun a part of it. And it's like, a, I've thought to myself, well, Mike Vrabel used to play under Bill Belichick, so if anyone knows about the lack of fun, it's probably him. But secondly, it's like, it's work. Like, it's a job. It shouldn't necessarily be fun, uh, and they should be coming to work, especially with their record at the moment, and improving on it day in, day out. Simmons kind of knocked it away, and there's a little bit of, oh, look at the, what the players have to deal with and toxicity. You want toxicity. You want problems of having to talk about their organizational structure. Oh, I present to you, on the other hand, the Washington Commanders and the specter, the slime, the ghost, the you know gargoyle that is Dan Snyder continues to hover over them like a, a vicious creature willing to take them down to the depths of despair and a pain of all time. Um, this is a completely dysfunctional organization. It's impacting upon the product on the play. It's impacting upon frankly, Ron Rivera's job security in life as well, because um, he has to be the moral virtue. He has to be the upstanding citizen because, frankly, his owner isn't, and they still have to live with that scenario. I know we've talked about this before. I just think it's a message, a public service announcement worth mentioning every single week. When we brought it down to on the field, though, it's two matchups. Very simply, the putrid Washington commander's offensive line that can't protect Carson Wentz. It's like he slept with his sister or something. They want him to get beaten up every week against probably one of the best front sevens in the uh, NFL. The Tennessee front seven is the best part of their entire football team outside of Derrick Henry. On the flip side, what about Derrick Henry against a run defense that continues to give up more than 100 yards a game quite comfortably? Those two matchups for me are so heavily skewed in the Titans' favor. It's the Titans all the way to run, run, run away with it. That's a cause. I should have used a cause reference. Run away. That would have been good. Anyway, Andrea Core yeah. says the Titans. Well, yeah, like uh, I want to run away anywhere out this place. I want to run away. Da, 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 da. That's me watching that game. Column, who have you got? Titans. Commanders. Brian's back. I was, Brian was off for a minute. I wanted to get his pick in. Who are you picking, Brian? Titans. 
and I am picking the Titans. Um, I don't have it in me to pick the Commanders. I'm looking at the Niners. Is it at the Panthers or? Yeah, it must be because it was in Levi's at the week. Um, watch the Sunday night game and watch the Monday night game for San Fran. And it's like chalk and cheese. Two completely different. You would beat. You would honestly, lads, you'd be fought for thinking they were two different, completely different franchises. I mean, their performance against the Rams on Monday, as I said, stunk of a team that was under serious pressure to win. Now that they have won and they're in the 2-2 two and two NFC West, they're under pressure, not really for another week, because they can actually lose this game this week, because that'll happen. At least one team in the NFC West expected to win this week will lose. Is it the Rams? Is it the Niners? I'm not counting the Seahawks or the Cardinals. I'm talking about those two teams. Anyway, I'm shot in gibberish here. Christian McCaffrey for the Panthers has been the main issue. He's only had one touchdown this season, albeit he's at 270 rushing yards over four weeks. That's still not great for him. You'd expect Christian McCaffrey to have over 370, over 380 within four weeks of each other. But the reality is, um, when you've got Debo, who has um, averaged four and a half catches and 61 yards per game through four weeks when you got Jimmy Grappolo who looked refreshed last week the Niners should be going into Carolina and uh, winning this game comfortably and I think they will win it comfortably I've, I've got the Niners minus 10 over the Panthers on Sunday Niners comfortable Niners win where Tony Bennett left his heart that doesn't make any sense. Yes, it does. Tony Bennett had a famous song, Michael, I Left My Heart in we San have got Francisco. We've 18 to 24 demographic that has no idea what you're talking about right now. Who it's are you great. picking? He just does. <laughs> San Francisco. Okay. Fantastic. Jesus. Sorry, Michael. Put it on Spotify. Andrew.